Blog Talk Radio. Well, happy Wednesday, everybody. Welcome to the Light of Truth. And this is where we talk about a whole lot of different things and uh, has a bit of a spiritual side to it because that's just who I am and what I do. My name is Truth Light, and I am uh, an intuitive and a life coach and a mystic and have been for over 30 years now working out of Sedona in Flagstaff, Arizona, which is truly amazing, dream come true. And uh, anyway, so we have this this morning show for you all. And at the beginning of the show, you know, we'll talk a little bit first about what the show is going to be about, and then we do a nice morning meditation so that, um, you know, even if you have to go to work or to wherever it is you have to go, um, at least you have a nice little meditation to start your day with. And uh, I know we have varying time zones so sometimes it's almost lunch and sometimes it's first thing in the morning so just uh we're just going with it so like i said my name is truth light and i am currently in flagstaff arizona which is about not quite an hour out of sedona so i work out of sedona at sacred light of sedona and uh my website is mysticaltruth.com so if you'd like to send any questions or ideas for topics, I would love to hear from you. Today we're going to talk about the seven deadly sins. And, you know, are they just kind of religious hooey? <laughs> or is there really something to that? And and does the church really teach everything about them? Or is there a few things, a little misunderstanding about what it's really all about? And uh, the reason that I'm approaching this is that several years ago I was given in a meditation some real clarity about what the seven deadly sins are all about and why they actually matter to create a fabulous life here and in the hereafter. So um, that's kind of my specialty is the hereafter, working with souls that have passed on and helping people to be prepared for a happy hereafter. And uh, so I have a lot of experience in understanding how these seven concepts work with holding us back after we pass as well as holding us back in life now so so that's what our show will be about in the meantime we're going to go ahead and get started with a nice morning meditation and i want to say good morning to everybody who's joining us now and um if you're driving obviously just listen don't close your eyes and join in (laughs) if you happen to be in a bulldozer or something you know maybe listen to the archives because the meditations can take you way out and uh All right, so everybody just go ahead and take a nice deep breath and relax. And as we breathe in, we bring our awareness to the very center of our being. This is where all of our energy centers, our chakras line up, and it's right along the spinal line. So as we breathe in and breathe out, we feel the energy beginning to move very gently up and down along that core of our being And we also feel as we breathe in, we feel the energy moving in through the top of our head or our crown chakra. So as we're breathing breath in through our mouths, we're also breathing energy in through the top of our heads. And so just take a few beautiful cleansing breaths, feeling yourself relaxing more and more with each one. And just follow the sound of my voice into a beautiful meditative state allowing everything else to just slip away into the background. And we ask our conscious and unconscious mind to please just relax and take a little break while we move into an energetic awareness, an energetic state of being. And continuing those nice, slow, deep breaths in and out, 
We feel the energy moving through the core of our being. We see these beautiful energy centers lighting up. And even if you don't understand the chakra system, that's okay because the energy centers are there whether you understand them or not. And so we just ask them to enlighten themselves, to be known, to become balanced as we breathe in and out and move that energy very slowly and calmly. We ask our energy centers to just come to life, to become balanced and stable, and we recognize all that they do for us even if we don't understand it. And as we breathe in, we feel that energy move down through our legs, down to our feet, into Mother Earth, to that Earth star energy, which is actually a chakra under our feet, helps us remain attached to Mother Earth in a healthy manner so that we're balanced moving through our path on this Earth surface as the energetic being that we are. Sort of a tether in a healthy manner to Mother Earth. And so we feel this energy move down through our legs, down through our feet, and we feel this love exchange with Mother Earth. And we feel the energy move all the way down to the core of her being, and we see it move out throughout the earth, through all the different waterways and systems. It's almost like a like one of those plasma balls where you see all the different lines of energy moving. And we just see Mother Earth as a beautiful plasma ball. And as we send love to the core of her, it radiates out in all those energetic beams, sending love and clarity, harmony and understanding to everything and everyone in, on, or around Mother Earth. And as we send this love and clarity, we realize that it comes back to us in a beautiful wave, up through our chakra systems, through our physical being, through our energetic being. And we see it move up and out the top of our head, through our crown chakra, up that beautiful silver golden cord that takes us out to our true home up in the heavens. And we don't have to understand any of this. We just become aware of this beautiful exchange between Father Sky and Mother Earth and we allow this beautiful energy to move back and forth in this beautiful rhythmic motion. It's almost like a universal heartbeat, and we just happen to be the transmitter between the two. Nice, deep, relaxing breaths, and we bring our awareness now up to our heart center, and we feel the beauty and the joy, the love and the harmony that we truly are, which resides in this heart chakra. We feel the bliss that's there to be expressed at any point that we wish. We feel nothing but love, for that's all that resides in this chakra. This is the heart center. And we feel our energetic being building and building this beautiful love that's being pumped through from Mother Earth and the heavens and culminating here in this heart center. And it almost feels as if it's going to burst with joy. And we allow that energy to just radiate out through our physical being, radiate out in a almost a circle-like motion around us, like as if we're in a bubble. And it just radiates out throughout the rest of the world, throughout everything around us, throughout our environment, cleansing the home that we're in or cleansing the environment that we're in, and we send this beautiful loving energy to everything and everyone that we'll encounter for the rest of the day, the rest of the week. And we don't have to know about this. We just send that energy out there and it finds its way. These beautiful energetic paths 
so that no matter who we encounter or what we come across, it's prefaced with this beautiful, loving energy that we're sending out right now. Just feel that beautiful energy moving and flowing through the many paths. Nice deep breath and bring your awareness back to your heart center. And then feel this energy from your heart center move up through your throat chakra, all the way up and out the top of your head, and just following this beautiful cord that goes up and away. And just allow yourself to follow this cord like a curious little cat. Following it up, all the way up, all the way higher and higher until you forget about the physical being completely, knowing it's safe where you left it, and just following this beautiful cord all the way up to see how high does it go. It goes higher and higher, and we feel lighter and lighter as we go. And we feel our being becoming this beautiful, glistening ball of light, no longer feeling the hang-ups of the physical at all because we're up so far away from it now. And we feel this beautiful light twinkling in the sky, and we realize that light is us. And we go higher and higher until finally we move through the different states of consciousness and we're up into that that area of just oneness. And I am able to connect to you and you are able to connect to me in an energetic manner because we're now in that same state of consciousness, that beautiful, harmonious home. And you feel this love exchange for myself and everyone who's participating in this And that includes all of our angels and guides and beings that assist us. We ask those enlightened beings to become more apparent to us as we're in this state of oneness. And we allow them to move in and communicate with us and just take a moment with this beautiful state of oneness and ask your angels to communicate any any messages for the day, maybe a key word or a key inspiration. All the while, the nice deep breaths continuing. We ask this beautiful, harmonious circle of friends, of enlightened beings to come close and to really interact with our energy throughout the day, helping us to stay centered and motivated and to come from a loving place with all we encounter today. And as we feel this beautiful communication happening, we take this this state of consciousness, this state of oneness, and we send it down that silver cord without following it. We just send it down that silver cord to our heart center so that when we come back into our physical being, we have this beautiful state of oneness already waiting for us in our heart chakra. And as we're up in this in this beautiful home, we invite our angels, our guides, and our true inner being, which is that light that you that you have become, right? We invite all of those aspects to remind us of the most perfect, the most beautiful space that um, that we've ever experienced, and we just allow that space to come into our awareness. And it may be a space we've not experienced this lifetime. So so don't get 
Don't have expectations. Just allow the space to come. It may be oceans, mountains. It may be another planet. Who knows? Allow this beautiful oneness, this most perfect space we've ever known, to come into our awareness and really be in that space, experiencing it, feeling it, seeing it, smelling it, breathing it into your energy. And look around and find the joy and the happiness, whether it was people or animals or whatever it was that brought the joy to this space. Allow that memory and that energy to come back in. Breathing deeply and allowing that to become a part of you again to re-inspire what was inspired at that time. And thanking those beings that have come to assist you and asking them to just step back a little bit so that you can return back to your physical And bring your awareness back to that beautiful cord that leads down to your crown chakra and invite those angels and those enlightened beings to be with you on this day, to interact with you and to have a good time and guide you and enjoy in harmony and love. Feel your awareness happily moving down this this cord. You may just smoothly go or you may kind of swing around it and dance down it and Really enjoy the journey back to your physical being. And feel your energy move into what you perceive as your body in this lifetime. And feel that energy we sent to the heart chakra and allow it to move throughout your body as you bring your awareness back into your arms and your legs and your fingers and your toes and everything in between. And feel the joy and the gratitude for this journey that you've taken to start your day. Feel your beautiful energy centers alive and happy and excited for the experience that you'll have today. And feel this energy again moving out, directing you and guiding you to the highest and greatest outcome for your being for this day. Take some nice deep breaths and bring your awareness back into into your solar plexus area and into your tummy area, those different chakras there, your root chakra, your sacral, your solar plexus, and just allow those chakras to feel vibrant and solid and whole, connecting you with Mother Earth and allowing your energetic being to be connected with its home all at the same time. It's a beautiful combination of energies that happen here. And when you feel whole and solid, Take another nice deep breath or two. Relax and open your eyes. All right, and hopefully we have everyone coming back with us. I hope this was a nice way to start your day. If you only were joining us for the meditation, um, we're glad that you did. And remember, you can always get a hold of me at mysticaltruth.com or Sacred Light of Sedona. Um, obviously, sacredlightofsedona.com. And uh, also, you know, I do do life coaching as well, and so I just want to, that website is 12weekcoaching.com. And and uh, so if, if you ever have any questions or ideas for topics, those are the three places you can reach me the, 
the most easily. So we're going to move into our topic of the day, which is a little offbeat probably for me. People wouldn't necessarily expect me to um, be real into the whole seven deadly sin things. But um, one of the things that I've done for 25, 30 years now is specialized in helping souls that have passed on and assisting people who are getting ready to pass on. And um, something that came to me in a meditation probably, it was about 2008, and uh, was was the connection between the seven deadly sins and people becoming stuck in the afterlife. And which translates to, you know, whatever happens in the afterlife happens in the life as well, right? So being stuck is stuck because the only thing that changes is the physical body. So I I did some research because I was not raised in a family that was very churchy. We were more alternative and spiritual. And and uh, so what I found was that indeed the seven deadly sins, as they were written, um, actually went right along with what holds the souls up that I was working with in my in my practice um, I don't even know what you would call it. I don't <laughs> ghost busting, I guess. We'll just call it ghost busting. I don't like the word exorcism because that's um a little too dramatic for me. So when it came to the seven deadly sins, I started doing some research and I found that sure enough, what holds people up in this life is also what holds people up in in the afterlife. And so I would like to kind of go over that. I'm just trying to bring some things up on the computer, so bear with me here. Um, you know, they in the teachings that I received, they talked about how there were other meanings for the word sin way back, and that one of them was an archery term that talked about missing the mark on the target. And um, and then recently I heard another one that was like maybe uh, a Greek, ancient Greek meaning, and I don't remember it and I tried to find it, but I couldn't. So, um, you know, it, it, the archery term definitely fits because it really is um, about missing the mark. It's about missing um, missing the route to your eternal happiness, your eternal bliss, right? So these different sins are actually what kind of pull us off path or pull us out of balance. And so that's really what they're all about, right? And so we'll kind of go over them briefly. Um, So you've got, I mean, most people know these, but if you don't, I had to look them up because I didn't. So pride is, is believed to be the root of all sin, okay? And we'll kind of go over that a little bit. But there's pride, envy, gluttony, lust, anger, greed, and sloth, right? And so these are the concepts that will will hold you back and will immediately trigger you into emotional responses rather than being in your feelings, which is your connection to that true source, that energetic being that you just were that was so easily taken out to to the heavens. Um, you know, same thing happens when you pass away. <laughs> so essentially, if you're able to do that meditation, that's kind of what happens when you go, as long as you're not hanging on to the earthly things, right? So I pulled up a website called um, deadlysins.com, believe it or not. (laughs) It's where you can Google and find anything. Um, And so the meanings of these different things is um, 
interesting. You know, they, they go into a lot of different things that, that I wouldn't necessarily like how you're punished in hell over these things. But, um, you know, pride is is kind of an excessive belief in one's own abilities um, that inter- interferes with individuals' recognition of the grace of God. It's been called the sin from which all others arise. Pride is also known as vanity. Okay, so what really happens with this, it's it's not so bad to have a belief in your abilities, right? But the key word is the excessive. Okay, so it's and it's not even because when it becomes excessive, then it's not actually a belief in your abilities. Because the moment it becomes excessive, you're out of balance. And so um it's pride is more about just being stubborn and and being closed-minded, I think, to anything other than what you bring to the situation and anything other than what your opinions are. Um, for me, that's that's what I see pride as. It's um, rebellious and stubborn and, and closed-minded, narrow-minded. Not, not even narrow-minded, closed-minded. Um, envy, the desire for others' traits, status, abilities, or situation. And so it's really that... Um, really that longing for what somebody else has and not recognizing what you have and so it's it's sort of falling out of gratitude i believe when you when you get to envy you're kind of looking completely outside yourself and not within at all um gluttony and inordinate desire to consume more than that which one requires so you know, and that's that kind of refers to like food and and different things. But gluttony can also be um, that I want more, more, more of anything, anything. It can be even, you know, I even see spiritual teachers and students becoming gluttonous over what they learn, and it becomes more about learning more, 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 so that I don't know. So what they have more certifications, or they have more, they can say that. They know more than somebody else, but they're not really digesting it, right? They're they're wanting more and more, but they're not taking it in. They're not processing it, and they're not really becoming one with it and acclimating to it or attuning to it. And so gluttony can be anything that that you're just taking more of for absolutely no reason. It's that not processing and not being grateful for what you have at the moment, whatever that is, Right? It's okay to want more. That's okay. But taking more without really processing it and feeling gratitude for it pulls us off path, right? Now, I'm not one who who is God-fearing whatever, right? Because I believe we are all manifestations of that which people call God. And so I don't believe that there's some guy with a big stick who's going to, you know, bonk us on the head. And if that upsets people, that's okay, <laughs> But this is this is just my interpretation. These things are are the keys to staying on path. If you find that you're doing these things, then then you're probably being pulled off path, right? And so now we come down to lust. Lust is an inordinate inordinate craving for the pleasures of the body. <clears throat> lust also can be, um, you know, it's a distraction. So we become lustful not only for like physical relationships which is probably where most people go with this word, but also we become lustful for um, popularity, for acceptance, for um, we we can become lustful for these other things that are mentioned as sin, right? 
So we can become lustful for that which we're envious of. The gluttony can be mixed with lust, and it's even more intensified. And and so just that that yearning, I guess, when we move into this yearning where it's this, it takes us over and all else pales to it, and we we just follow this fire that we're just not even thinking straight about other things, then that has the ability to pull us off track too. Anger, greed, sloth, all of these, I mean, you guys know what these are, right? So, um, and sloth, I will go into sloth a little bit, because sloth, it says avoidance of physical or spiritual work, and, and that's a nice little description, but the reality is that, okay, so we all get into those times, in, even me, we all get into those times where, well, I'll meditate tomorrow, or I'll do the right thing tomorrow, or I'll <clears throat> take care of my body tomorrow, or whatever it might be, right? And and then we don't do it, right? Because it's always tomorrow and tomorrow never gets here because once it's today, it's no longer tomorrow. So, um, And so that really just hurts ourselves because we're putting off that which is going to bring us harmony, right? We're putting off the things that keep us in balance or in line with our harmony and our health and our happiness. And so kind of putting off meditation, putting off doing the right thing, putting off um, taking care of your environment, putting off being grateful, any of that really is sort of us deciding to go off path. We're actually consciously going, eh, I'll be on my path tomorrow. <laughs> so that is just an open door for what we're going to talk about next. Okay, that's a, it's a fabulous segue for the afterlife. Okay, so I have a lot of people who come to me with these these beings, right, these poltergeists or these things that are hanging around them, and and they can't figure out why. They have no idea why. Why does this happen to me? <laughs> I hear that a lot. Why does this happen to me, right? And so all we really have to do is go down this list and go, okay, well, which of these is is a granule of, of existence in your consciousness, right? Are you prideful? Are you envious? Are you gluttonous? You know, are you angry, greed, sloth, any of those? And so when we find what's residing in the person, right, there's like this 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 light of greed or this light of anger. And so the souls that have passed on, that passed on in anger or in a greedful state, that kind of thing, they're attracted to that light, okay? And so if you're holding space for any of these concepts, the beings on the other side who have passed in that same state of consciousness are attracted to you. So it doesn't have to be somebody that you knew who passed away. It can be anything kind of floating by (laughs) or that happens to be in a space where you, you go into And it sees that light and it moves to it because once we pass on, we're all energy. Just like we were in that meditation, we were the energetic being floating up and out. So once we pass on, we're all energy. And if we pass in an energy of anger, if we pass in an energy of lust or pride, then that becomes our food, if that makes sense. Okay, so you are what you eat, right? So when you pass on and you don't have a physical body and you're just energy, what do you eat? You eat the energy 
or you're nourished by the energy, empowered by the energy of whatever your state of consciousness is. So when you pass away or somebody has passed away and they're very prideful, right? And you have a bit of pride within you that maybe is not a healthy balance, right? So they're attracted to that. They're attracted to that light because they go, oh, wow, feeding station, cool. They have pride. I need pride. That's what I feed off of because that's the energy I'm in. Do they consciously know this? No, because they don't even have a conscious state of being anymore, right? Because they dropped the physical body. So they're floating towards that light of pride. Now, if they're very hungry, right, if they're very advanced, they know how to beef up the pride within you so that they can have more to eat. Okay, so this is a really basic level of what happens on the other side. This isn't going into the really hardcore, um, really poltergeist kind of stuff. This is just the things that have passed by. Okay, so so this being who passed on in a prideful nature sees pride within you or within somebody, and and they gravitate towards that light. Well, as they come in, what do you feel on an energetic level? You feel more pride because you're not only experiencing the granule of pride that's within you that's a little flared up but you're feeling the energy they're bringing in right so this actually empowers that prideful energy within you and and sort of beefs it up well then what happens then what happens is other beings and even other people in the realm right um are actually attracted to that prideful energy because like attracts like. And so you've, you're pulling, because you've got this sense of pride that's out of balance within you, you're actually pulling people who are prideful. You're pulling spirits that are prideful. You're attracting all this energy of pride, okay? And then what does that do? That actually fuels the pride within you. And so it's this this back and forth um, empowerment kind of thing going on as you've got more than they've got more to feed off of. And when they have more to feed off of, then they they take it and then they feed it back to you and more are attracted and it's this ongoing cycle. And so how do you break this ongoing cycle? Really simple. It is not that hard. All you have to do is stop <laughs> and get a handle on your prideful nature. What what is the opposite of that pride, right? What can you do to untangle yourself from this, this energy and no longer be attractive to those beings who are seeking more prideful energy? So you stop and you, you open your mind and you realize that your way is not the only way and you become more accepting of other people and you become grateful for the different ideas and inspirations that come your way, whether they're for you or not, doesn't matter. You just sort of let it, kind of let it flow, right? And so you begin releasing your your death grip on pride, right? And then you're no longer attractive to these things and they kind of move on, okay? And then also there will be people and other beings in other dimensions that We'll see the shifts in you and go, oh, wow, that does feel better. Okay, maybe I don't want to feed off of pride anymore. This, What do they have going on here? Oh, this, this harmony, this feels good. And as they become more harmonious and more accepting, it allows their angels to actually come in. 
And so they actually can gain some healing as well if that's what they choose, right? Because it's all about free will. So as you are making shifts in yourself, you're shifting the energy around you and you're actually doing some healing work on other beings without even knowing it because this whole time that all this has been going on, you probably had no clue that you were attracting all this stuff and you were becoming like a a feeding trough for, you know, eternal beings, whatever, that were stuck. And and you probably had no idea that you were you were creating all these shifts and changes on a multidimensional level. And so um and so this is kind of this is kind of a basic look at what happens in my work even with um with spirits that have passed on and and with people who are getting ready to pass on. My my dad was um my dad of choice we'll say, not bio dad, but dad of choice. Was a little prideful at times. <laughs> you know? And so before he passed, we um we worked a little bit on that, you know? And he really began to shift and and change. And when he passed, it was a very nice, easygoing shift, and it was okay. And um, you know, and so that was it was a nice thing to see because I could, I still to this day can check in on his energy and see that he's fine. He's waiting for mom, right? They did everything together <laughs> so for forty eight years, and nothing was going to change. He was just going to hang out and wait for her to pass too, and. Um, you know, there's no time on that side. So it's not like he he's hanging around looking at his watch, you know. Although he does mess with the clocks just to screw with her a little bit because that's just his personality type. So anyway, um, so this is a big part of where the seven deadly sins come in is they pull us off our path to enlightenment. They pull us off our path to oneness. If you uh, think about moments when you have had complete clarity or complete oneness there has been no room for any of these seven there's been no greed because you know that everything is one anyway so there's no way to feel greed when there's no separation right and that's a big deal a lot of us don't realize that that's the other thing these seven things do is they create separation between us and the all, between us and other people, between us and ourselves, our true inner being. So um, if we look at anger, anger seems to be a very a very big thing right now. People are angry. People are getting angry about all kinds of things. And on one level, that anger is creating a situation where people are standing up and and wanting to create change. However, when they move into the energy of anger, all they're doing is fueling this rageful energy that's been here for for eons, right? There's been this rage that that kind of goes between the different belief systems and you know, there's always a war in the Middle East. There's always war going on in between Ireland and England. There's there's conflict all over the place. And so anger on one hand may seem like a good thing because it's creating this standing up and creating change, we really need to stop and go, okay, is it the anger that's creating the change? Or is it that people finally are spurred on to not take any more crap? And that's that's kind of standing up for yourself and and standing up for the whole, standing up for the one, right? All of us together. 
And so we can make that stand without moving into the anger because the moment we move into the anger, we create separation. We create an us and them situation. And once there's an us and them situation, we are no longer one. And so I think right now anger is one that we really have to be careful of because that's it's a fine line. It's a really fine line. We're in a very critical time right now. And and we need to be standing up and saying, hey, we're all one, right? We want to be treated like all one. So there doesn't need to be this separation that's created by somebody else's gluttony, envy, pride, greed, whatever it may be, right? But responding with yet another one of the imbalances, anger, is not necessarily the way to do it, right? So we can get riled up. We can get energized. We can get like we're going to stand up and and make a difference. And that can be energized, but it doesn't have to be fueled by anger. The second you move into anger, you've opened the door for more anger to find you, whether it's in human form, in spirit form, simply energy that, you know, the earth is full of grids and and these different things, these different concepts, these seven concepts, when we're opening the door for anger, we're opening the door for greed, whatever it may be, that energy is going to find us even through the grids, right? Because there's plenty of it all over the earth. There's plenty of it just grooving all around because people are filled with these seven different things. There are challenges. They're, they're kind of our triggers for lessons here. And so they're actually a good thing because they're like our red flags going, ah, oh, you're getting off track, you know? Maybe kind of bring in the complete opposite energy of this. And so we have to be careful when we move into that anger thing. We, we want justice, damn it, Right? This is unjust. We want justice. And so we get angry to get justice. And really, what is justice? Justice is bringing back in that us and them, right and wrong kind of thing. And so thank you, Brenda. You are correct. All right. We have some chat stuff going on. It's nice today. So when we feel these different energies around us, right, we want to be really careful because if we step into them, we are opening the door on a multidimensional level. And so we're allowing those things to come in and pull us off path. So our challenge here in this world of duality is to be this oneness of spirit, this oneness of the all, right, in different bodies with different conscious minds and concepts and still somehow function as one. Right? Isn't that kind of our challenge? Kind of what we're here to do. So, you know, there's there's a very interesting history behind these seven sins, and the History Channel did uh, a sort of a mini series on them, and it's really phenomenal. If you get a chance to check it out, that's it, it's really good. They did like one um, one documentary on each sin, and it's very interesting because they took a a non-religious point of view for it, and so more and more people are becoming enlightened to this. So no matter who you are, right, this is another area where we all can be one. We can see, um, we can look at these same seven principles, however you want to term them, principles, sins, concepts, ideas, 
emotions, whatever it might be. So the most religious person and the least religious person and the guru and the whoever, right? We can all look at these same seven things and get something very similar out of it. That's pretty amazing. That, to me, says that this is truth. If so many different points of view can look at something and get something similar out of it, that tells you there's something really there. And so what I encourage people to do is to take a a moment, maybe at the beginning of the day and the end of the day, and get a feel for have have you been really energizing any of these seven concepts, right? Are you holding space? for any of these seven things. And, you know, it's interesting because we have seven main chakras and so maybe there's a connection there. And, you know, it's uh, where are they being housed in your physical body, right? And uh, are you choosing to keep them? Are you choosing to allow them to move along? And so you may want to consciously check these things out and feel if, if they're serving you right? So there is a lot of greed in the world, obviously. And are you falling into a part of that? Because there can also be, you know, the concept of being against greed, being against gluttony, against lust, against anger, against pride, against... So if we're lending energy to being so against something, right? We're still holding space for that something in our being. So that's another important um, part to hang on to. You know, you can fight greed. You can fight pride. You can fight gluttony. What are you doing? You are absolutely energizing, right? You're energizing the greed. You're energizing the lust. You're energizing gluttony. You're sending all kinds of energy to it instead of you know, the, I think it was Mother Teresa <coughs> who they'd always invite her to anti-war rallies and that kind of thing. And she, I think she was the one who kind of coined the phrase, when you throw a rally for peace, I'll be there, you know. And so we really have to, um, we really have to decide where we're putting our energy because even if we are putting our energy towards knocking out greed, we're still putting our energy towards greed, right? So, these seven sins really hold a whole lot of meaning. And it's definitely more than just one show, right? We're down to like 17 minutes now. And um, and uh, we really could just go on forever with these things. But I really encourage you to get to understand them because here's the thing, right? If you can get a handle on these concepts while you are alive in this life, you're going to enjoy this life a whole lot more because you're not going to be ruled by these seven concepts that pull you off path. And then the bonus is that if you have a handle on these seven concepts, you don't get stuck when you pass away. I can't tell you in 25 years how many how many energetic beings I have worked with who were stuck in in this eternal beingness, right? In the state of pride, in the state of lust, anger, greed, whatever it may be. And and they're just stuck there, right? They can't go anywhere. 
And they, granted, there's no concept of time, so they don't know that it's been 200 years or whatever it's been or 50 years or, you know, but they are stuck in that concept of needing to hang on to whatever it is, right? Needing to get back at something or protect something that's theirs. Well, guess what? You don't have a physical body. You're not in the physical plane. This money, this spouse, this whatever, is no longer yours. You're not here anymore. Time to move on, right? And so they need some healing in these different aspects. And so it's a a whole lot easier to do that healing here and now than doing the healing afterwards because you really don't even get that there's a problem. If you pass away in one of these concepts, you really don't even get that there's a problem, right? And so I was dumbfounded when I found out through this meditation, you know, and I got to, okay, I got to admit, the story's kind of funny, right? So I do all this work with things that have passed on and, and I get calls from all over the world about possession cases and that sort of thing. And so there was a time when I really liked watching Charmed because I just thought, well, wow, somebody gets it, right? <laughs> because your life just is not normal when you do this kind of work. And so I was watching Charmed and they had a thing on the the seven sins, like they, everybody got taken over by one of the sins. And, um, and so as I'm watching this show, I'm getting like this download from spirit. And I actually had like, I hit record on the show and I, I had to turn off and I go into meditation and they're just showing me all of these cases that I've had over the past 20 odd years, you know, and how they're all linked to the seven deadly sins. And I'm thinking, God, how did I miss this? How did I freaking miss this? Right. And so I um, I stopped, and I after the meditation, I just began writing and writing and writing, and I wrote so much on these on these seven sins, and the the word sin, I just really have kind of a problem with the concept that people see it as because it's not that you're going to hell if you do these things, right? It's that you're creating a state of being that is hell-like, right? So it's not somebody somebody else is damning you to eternal damnation, right? It's that you're creating a space of anger or greed or gluttony or envy or pride or sloth or whatever it is. And then you're just kind of stuck in that. And like we described before, you attract more of it to you. And, and we all know, okay, you get in a bad space, you hang with a bad crowd, suddenly that bad crowd is kind of pulling you into things you don't you wouldn't typically do and, and it's kind of a road downhill from where you would have been normally had you not been in a state where you attracted that sort of people, right? So um so it's important to get this because we want to not allow ourselves to be pulled off track and create this sort of hell like experience, right? Which, by the way, we can create here on earth, right? So if we get into a funk, if we if we get into, and we had, you know, we opened the center in Sedona, and most of the time it's perfectly lovely people moving through, right? I did have one uh, person who came in and for a reading, and the the envy and the anger was so intense that I actually had to tell this person that there was nothing I could do. 
I couldn't, as a healer, as a psychic, as an intuitive, as an angel communicator, there was nothing I could do because this person was not listening to his angels at all. They couldn't get near him. And that's another aspect of things is, <laughs> thank you, Brenda. So another aspect is as we're in these concepts, our energy becomes very spiky, very funky. And our angels that are here with us all the time, we have our own team of angelic beings, right? They can't get near this energy. They're not going to go in that mess. Are you kidding me? They know better. They're enlightened beings, and they will cheer from us from afar for us, saying, please, we, we really want you to uh, kind of get back on path, but they can only work with us from afar when we're like that. And so this person, because we choose to be in these states of consciousness, and an angelic being is all about free will. So it's not that they can't come in and help us if we wanted it. The bottom line is if we're staying in these states of consciousness, we're doing so because we want to. And so they can't come in and assist us because we're saying this is what we want, right? So I'm sorry, I keep losing my place here. <laughs> that's the joy of, of doing this by myself instead of with my trusty sidekick, but that's okay. Um, so we can create this hell on earth for ourselves. That's where I was going. So if we stay in these states while we're here, our Angels can't come in. They can't really help us. And we do create this sort of very out of balance, um, unhappy existence for ourselves. And and then it becomes, we become more and more tied up in it. And, and more and more of these seven sins or seven misconcepts or whatever, um, they, they become more entrenched in our state of being and it's harder and harder to step out. So the beauty of understanding these, right, is, thank you, Brenda, you're awesome. <laughs> so these these seven sins, right, these seven misconcepts are sort of the red flags that we've been given. That, hey, look over here, you're, maybe you're heading off this way or you're heading off that way. I know when, uh, when I was five, I used to fly my dad's, um, I used to fly my dad's plane and I had to fly by instruments because I was so tiny. I mean, obviously, my dad was in there with me. <laughs> I didn't fly it by myself. Later, dad, I'm going to the Bahamas. I would have to go by the instruments, and there would kind of be these little alarms that would go off a little bit, letting you know, hey, you're off course. And so I'd know to, to go to course. And, and it was very, uh, very apropos for the rest of my life. I actually learned a lot of life lessons by flying instruments with the plane because this is actually what these seven do, right? They they say that, um, you know, you're moving a little too far to the left, you're moving a little too far to the right, whatever it may be. And we know when we start feeling these these concepts, things just aren't right. So if we start feeling a space where we're a little out of whack, things just don't feel right, stopping and really reviewing, is there one of these areas or more that we're moving into? For myself and a lot of other people I know, we kind of maybe move into the <coughs> the sloth thing is maybe a little the prominent one for us. We'll, we'll meditate later. We're kind of busy now, right? And so this is part of why I'm doing this show is because now five days a week, I know that I have to be up and doing a meditation for you all, and I'll get up and do it for somebody else, right? So for me... I have to watch that sloth one because it's, and it's not that I get super, super lazy. It's that 
else, I'll get busy doing other things that maybe aren't as important as my spiritual work because that's what I'm here to do. And so I have to stop and go, okay, am I doing what I'm supposed to do? And and am I doing it for the right reasons? And yes, first and foremost has to be my own spiritual balance. And then I can help light the way for other people for their own spiritual balance because it won't be the same as mine. And that's okay because what? I'm not prideful. That's right. <laughs> you don't have to think or see or do the same things that I do. We just want to be coming from that beautiful space within. And then we're we're following the path of light, right? So we have about seven minutes left. Um, just so you all know, it is okay to call in with questions or um, comments, that kind of thing. And um, the call-in number is 347-677-1443. And if you're listening to us on the archives, definitely uh, feel free to email and um, let us know topics that you would like to hear about, that kind of thing, or any questions that you might have. Um, so, okay, so to wrap up, the seven deadly sins, is it for real, is it hooey, is it, what is it? I sort of always passed it off for just religious control over the masses, honestly. I thought they were implementing fear, and I think in a lot of cases they do sometimes. Um, okay, so we have a caller. Um, I'm just going to finish up the thought and then pull the caller from area code 727 over. What I found in looking at it is that maybe it gets used for misguided purposes at the moment, but the actual inception of them and the actual meaning of them is very powerful. And so although I'm not religious, I do um, I do firmly believe there is something to these seven concepts. So I'm going to pull caller from area code 727 over and uh, see what you have to say. So go ahead and give me your name and where you're calling from. Good morning. This is Brenda Bradshaw calling you from Tarpon Springs, Florida. <laughs> yes. From where in Florida? Uh, Tarpon Springs, where the big oh. fish are and the sponge docks. Yeah. Nice. Okay. I grew um, up in, in Altamont Springs, Orlando area. Mm-hmm. Very All beautiful. Right. <laughs> what is your what is your first name, honey? Um, I go by Truth. That was a name given to me in okay. um in a vision quest that I did, so it's I guess my Indian name. But um mm-hmm. For the longest, for 30 years, I went by Terry Gillen. Terry so, with a T-E-R-R-Y or I-E? It's actually T-A-E-R-I-E. All right. Like Terry. So. T, of course, is the imagination area because it goes <laughs> into the higher zones of spirituality of you, and you vibrate very high using your imagination creative right brain. Oh, yes. And Very nice. I am a handwriting expert with transference right. to spiritual handwriting, given the alphabet by the one. <laughs> nice. Nice. Well, I'm so glad you joined us today. This is Your fabulous. Show was only my excellent. third show. So. <laughs> well, I understand the number three. I'm, I'm on the 666 tonight. Nice. Uh, I've been working the 555 for the change, and my show is uh-huh. on 666 tonight. Oh, nice. Okay. Okay, what is your show? Your name, your life. (laughs) Okay, nice. What I do is the vibration frequencies of a person's name, and I like that you change to truth because you do vibrate higher on that name. Uh, I'm from the tribe of Cherokee. What tribe? Okay, Okay, nice. Nice, What tribe are you from? Well, I did my vision quest with a Lakota gentleman in Oklahoma. 
Very and good. Um, I'm actually very, very Irish. And so very, but my lines go back Irish. to the Druid. And, and so I find a lot of the Native American gels very well mm-hmm. with me. You know, yes, and so my grandfather had yeah. Irish descent. And my right. father, my father, 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 all the way back, vibrate under Hans Christian Andersen because Andersen's oh, a Danish, yeah. Right, and so I have I have a lot of those vibrations in me too, the creativity of the story and the children and that type of thing. Nice. So, so now what do you we, think about yes. these? I'm, I'm sorry, go ahead and and what is no, your you feeling about the seven sins and and well, what they're I understand all about. I understand the number 7 quite the seven of, you know, the day created and the seven of, and therefore, you know, we can see the adjustment of the seven, why they were brought forth. And they were a spiritual essence also. The person right. that brought them through uh, was trying to maintain a seven uh, steadiness with the seven sins. And you're exactly right. Each one is a state of being. I agree with you totally. I totally, golly, yes. <laughs> but it's it's have, really interesting to watch mm-hmm. in the in the work that I do how sure. how souls will get stuck in mm-hmm. one and they and so it really um it really was kind of mind blowing to me because mm-hmm. you know a long time ago I had just associated everything with churchy religion as something mm-hmm. that I wanted to stay away from and mm-hmm. and now I'm finding well there is stuff to the actual philosophies well, of it. You brought you it know? up then. You brought this up also in your speech this morning about there is a little truth in everything. It's for us to find that light of truth. By being enlightenment, we can do the discernment of that which is what's in the text. And that's the important part, to take all text and to distribute it and to divide it. I think that the parable is brought forth that we must make this division for us. It's not so much as a judgment, but a division of the good from the bad and what we're to partake of. That's what partake means, to partake of, which is the whole, because we are part of the whole, but not existing in the whole as of yet. As the whole comes together, the different individual parts and their reality will be brought forth with that vibration. I'm also a word master. Uh huh. <laughs> very nice. Well, I'll be, I'll I, be coming um, out your way. I'll be coming nice. out your way very shortly. Yeah. Well, I'm definitely. From, uh, stop from by Virginia. The I certainly hello. will. Yeah. I certainly will yeah. give you a big hug and kiss. No problem are, at all. We are about out of time. I'm so glad that you called in, and I'm glad you That's joined right, us today. That's all right, sweetie. When I'm called, Thank I you show so much. Up. <laughs> all right. All right. Love you too. Thank you so much. Bye bye. You too. Bye bye. All right, so we have just about a minute left, and I want to um, thank everybody who's joined us, and then also thank everybody who listens in on the archives. We value everybody here, whether you're here with us live or not. And uh, I do also want to um, just want to once again remind people that we create our experience. It sounds cheesy. It sounds, you know, kind of rah-rah personal development thing, but we do in the sense that we can decide what state of consciousness we choose to come from at every moment of the day. So even if you have chosen to come from one of these states that maybe is not so healthy, you can make the choice to shift it to the complete opposite. Um, 
I'd love for you know anybody to contact me through mysticaltruth.com or 12weekcoaching.com or sacredlightofsedona.com. And uh, I do readings, life coaching, all kinds of different energetic work. And uh, I hope to to see people soon on on uh, the light of truth again. We're here every weekday at 7.30 Arizona time. And uh, have a wonderful day. And uh, thank you. <laughs>